0: Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: I am living the dream, sitting here drinking my fake beer, Elvis AF by BrewDog. Non-sponsored, I might add. They should for what I pay for these things, by the way. (laughs) Great. It's awesome. Living the best, living my best life. And we have the very lovely Lauren Khalil with us. Lauren, how are you?
2: I am great. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm so this.
0: happy you're here. I'm so, so happy. It's a repeat for Lauren. She's been on before, but she's never been on with you, Nikki, because <gasps> I forget where you I were. Know. Yeah, I,
2: she was off.
0: You were gone somewhere doing something. And so Lauren and I did a show without you.
1: <laughs> Same. It must have been so sad. I think I it kept was. referring to her like as the new Nikki on that show. <gasps> I'm pretty sure. I'm almost she would bothered. do a, let's be fully real. She would do a much better job than I would. Let's no, be completely no, honest. No, no, no. Yes hundred percent yes i'm so no. I'm so happy to have you on the show, Warren, because I just friggin love you so much and We've been joking about having like a Zoom happy hour forever. Yes, (laughs) so I feel like this is our Zoom happy hour, kind of. Except for John's drinking non alcoholic beer and I have a seltzer, so it's boring. I know, and I have a
2: water. (laughs) Oh, we're so boring. This is the litmus (laughs) happy hour, but at least I'm surrounded by great people, so it can't be that lame. Perfect. (laughs) I am feeling happy. So there's
1: that. Yes
0: before people that watch this on youtube start blowing us up over your video you're in georgia and everyone needs to know like, the south is still on dial-up so she's on like aol right now so just bear with us audio. i know
2: now i'm the terrible guest <laughs> no, after right. two years of telling people make sure you're on a stable internet connection and now i'm here in, <laughs> in, <Alpharetta>, in. georgia
1: <laughs> your audio is synced and that's all that i care about <laughs> so the end of the day because john and i have had so many interviews and for some reason and don't hate me everyone but it's always when we have someone from canada always but Stanford. it's like we can't <laughs> like yeah your internet connection like your photo picture is not crystal clear or whatever but like when we have people who are on such a delay that like i don't even feel like i'm having a face-to-face conversation with them like that's, that's when we're good. like oh my god i'm sorry we have to cancel the show like we can't we're gonna cut each other off every time i'm gonna we'll be like did you can you hear me? Can you? Uh, and then you just start talking. It's like, no, let's not do this. I'm sorry.
2: So at least the audio in Georgia is good. <laughs> they've got that going for them. There's that, that.
1: And they have a national
0: championship in football. So they're happy. Okay. They're happy. With everything right
1: now. <laughs> um, well, happy open, you two. <gasps>
2: I can't believe that. It's already here.
1: I know. (laughs) I can't believe it either. We haven't really had a chance to connect since it kicked off, and now the first week is done. And, John, I know that you have unfortunately had to withdraw from the open. Can you tell us what's going on?
0: I I know people are just so happy because now they're going to move up from, you know, (laughs) 115,000th, 332nd to
1: 331st. It's awesome. (laughs) You're really opening yeah. the gates for everyone.
0: Yeah. No, I you know, I've been battling this cough. Uh I got sick. I, I let me back up. I did a meeting with my doc this week uh to start to fix this cough I've had forever. And I had to do the math on when I got sick. And it started like the second week of November was the first mm-hmm. time I got sick. And I basically have been sick. I got progressively worse every two weeks from November through December to the point where at some point I had like a really nasty viral something and went in the hospital for a day and got tested and all that jazz. And it's just never fully gotten better. Like I'll be okay for, you know, a couple of weeks with a slight cough and then it like comes back like game busters. And, and, um, I guess, I don't know, a week or so before they open, um, I traveled and came back and, same thing, coughs bag. That's when we did High Rocks, actually. Yeah. Back from High Rocks. And Nikki, at High Rocks, Nikki's like, are you okay? You're coughing and you're stiff. I'm like, <laughs> I'm fine. fine. Leave me alone. I'm I'm not sick. <laughs> I just didn't want to believe it. Oh, and, um, I hate that. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to tough it out. The first workout of the opens not a big deal. Not that, you know, it's not a red line type workout. And I was like four minutes into that thing, like grabbing my knees, trying to breathe, uh, just, it was miserable, you know, like I was like, it, it was, I literally felt like I was just moving through quicksand, you know, the mm. whole time. And I'm like, this isn't worth my health. Like I love the open, I love crossfit, I of competing, but man, I gotta get healthy. So, yeah. so I decided to bail, but I, if I should have, I'm not gonna say I should have had I logged my score. I still would have been in like the 87th percentile based on what oh I God. scored. Good for you. Yeah. So I messaged my, my coach and I'm like, damn, like sick john's still pretty fit so yeah. so i you know i felt okay about that but i'm just going to get healthy so doc gave me a inhaler so i'm sucking on that thing like an asthmatic and a uh, nasal spray and hopefully it'll fix it
1: yeah just kick it once and for all like dedicate some time to really getting over it and then yeah you'll come back stronger for sure it's tough the- though it's really tough to like really dedicate time and energy to healing when there's so much other shit going on all the time. I mean, like, let's not forget that you have like a stressful big boy job, right? Like it's not means 24 seven people forget. I feel like you've got like daughters that you run around after, like you've got a family, you've got like all this other shit going on. And it's just, it's really hard to dedicate energy to healing. And it's important, especially your body's been telling you for a little while now, like, Hey man, we need, we need some extra, whether that be some meds or some time off from breathing heavy, whatever it may be. So I'm really glad that you're taking a little bit of time to do that.
0: Definitely been burning the candle at both ends. The funny thing is, is, uh, Jen, my coach has been sending me workouts to do. And today it was a dumbbell workout, which was incline bench and Bulgarian splits, Squats and I'm like, oh, this is those worse. are hard. This is way worse than a mec- <laughs> like, my butt hurts now. Like this sucks. Yeah, like real, real work, like real dumbbell work, real strict stuff, you know. And anything that's cardio based is, you know, kind of seventy percent of what I would normally do, you know. Mm-hmm. And Time I'm for like some
2: it. bodybuilding. Yeah, really you're like just like...
0: gonna
1: get like swollen. Yeah,
0: you're <gasps> well, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the nasal spray has some steroids in it. So yeah, I'm gonna get swole.
1: Oh so get... yeah,
2: let's go. You go.
1: <laughs> you're disqualified from the open, but you're gonna look yoked. John's <laughs> no longer sick. He's thick. It's gonna be yeah,
2: great. he oh, is God. sick.
1: What yeah. up? It's going to be awesome. Really well, how's the, cool. how's the, um, open going for you so far, Lauren, you're on the road right now. Is that kind of affecting <laughs> how it all, how it all goes down?
2: Oh, yes. Oh yes. My first attempt at, and mind you this season, I knew in my head, Lauren, you have prioritized your career for the last year and not fitness. So, um, you might not do as well as the previous years, <laughs> the amount of sleep you've lost this year. Just like was not going to set you up to crush the season. And again, I only have gone as far as quarterfinals. I will never see the light of day at a semifinal. Like quarterfinals will forever be the end of the road for me. But um, man, I did not plan on repeating any open workout. And then there was travel. And then I did what I've never done before. I went out the night before an open attempt. Okay. like a wild woman i don't know what like came over me i had a couple drinks and then i did the open the next morning and about three minutes into the row i was like this was a very wrong decision (laughs) milk (laughs) was a bad choice (laughs) and i'm telling you i was doing sets of three on the wall balls like dying dying So in my head I'm spiraling. I'm like, am I this unfit or is this because of like decisions from last night Maybe. or is it a combination? I don't know right now. So It's okay.
1: That's okay. You did it. You did the fitness.
2: And then I repeated on Monday because I'm a psycho. Yeah. Did it go better? Yeah. It went so much better. Still not very fit, but G- good enough for me to just like sleep well at night. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing. Let me tell you, I know everybody feels some kind of way about repeats. Like people have mm-hmm. very big feelings about repeats. Here's how, here's my feeling. I have re- repeated every single open workout ever for the last 12 years, with the exception oh. of the year I was pregnant and the year that I first came back. So the, the last two seasons, right? Like I was pregnant and then I was kind of newly ish postpartum. Um, and here's my theory as to why, not because I'm a psycho, not because I think that you're crazy if you repeat them. But for me, I always end up doing them on Friday or Saturday and then again on Monday. And my theory is I'm literally already going to be working out on Monday. Like I am literally at the gym. I am not disrupting my life or doing anything wild or crazy. And if ever an, an open workout put me in such a position where I wasn't able to work out again for like three or four days, then like, no, I'm not going to go repeat it. But that's never happened. Open workouts don't destroy you like that for life. When you're, when you're relatively conditioned, when you're relatively conditioned, like you can probably do it again <laughs> two to three days later. And so my theory is I'm literally already at the gym and I'm literally going to be putting my body through a workout tonight anyway. Why would I not see if I've learned something mm-hmm. in the last couple of days, learned something about myself or my approach or how to change whatever. And I have quite literally never done worse. I think maybe I've done the same in the past, but even if you do the same, it's like, okay, well, you're already there. Like I literally showed up for class, no matter what, I was going to put my body through hell tonight. So that's kind of my, like, it takes the pressure off because you don't have to do better, but you're already there. So you might as well move your body to the beat of that drum versus the beat of the class drum. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to be doing fitness, you might as well retest it. You have nothing to lose.
2: I like that mindset because for me, it's actually always been the opposite. I've almost never be in my retests really because I'll come up with a different like strategy. Like I'll go to the extreme of almost like videoing myself, writing out my splits and then trying to hold different splits where I chip away some of that rest. And I think on the first attempt, my body knows what rest I actually need. <laughs> it's like, you took five seconds away. You needed that five seconds. <laughs> I hear
1: you. I hear you. I understand how that could, yeah, that would be tough. Um, okay. Well, I, I I understand. I understand both sides of the coin. I know yeah, that um, I John nice. on your on your other podcast, Ben says, never redo them. And I respect yeah. that mentality as well. But I just yeah. think... I don't know,
0: but I I fully believe in redos. Not because I think you should, you know, try to post a ridiculous score in the open. Although that's clearly the point. I think there's value in in learning what, you know, learning if you can correct your mistakes from before. And if you're a student of the game, you know, or just student of CrossFit, or just want to get better at fitness, like the things you learn at the open, you should be carrying over into your training. Like this mm-hmm. most recent workout is a really good example of, you know, I, I'm sure in 2014 people were coming out hard in that row thinking they were going to save time and now we've got almost a decade's worth of data that says you know a a great row and an average row there's like a 10 second difference like why would you do that right you know but and people have figured that out and they figured out that it's smarter to break up toaster bars instead of big sets and it's smarter to break up your wall balls instead of trying to go unbroken and it's smarter to do singles on the uh, you know on the cleans and and, you know, we didn't know that. And, and you, ha- you but you do have to test it because I think a lot of people just don't even believe the pros if mm-hmm. you, know, you hear people have done it. You're like, Oh no, no, no. I can, I can do, you know, triples on the cleans. Yep. And you try it and you, you, know, you do the first one. I watched this happen. I was coaching someone. And I watched them go do the clean and they tried to do a double and they're like, looked at their hands, like something magical had just happened. Like they couldn't believe they couldn't grip the bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm just shaking yes. my head and laughing. I'm like, I told you singles, like, what yes. are you doing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I made every single one of those mistakes at Friday night lights. I did 15 toes to bar as my first set. I did 20 wall balls as my first set. I did five cleans as my first set. And then I did every single thing you just said, John, on Monday and did and got five reps better, finished the cleans, and and went on to muscle-up attempts, which were comical, but happened.
2: <laughs> same girl, same. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't even going to.
1: I wasn't even going to. I just, all I want to do is finish the cleans. That was my score in 2014. I'm like, I'd like to get the yeah. same score as 2014. I'm not, I have not been working on muscle-ups. I can't do them anyway. I'm like much heavier and less gymnastic than I was pre-baby. Like, it was just a joke. I just wanted to finish the cleans. And I had, I don't know, like a minute left. And Matt yelled at me. You have to, you have to try. You oh. have to get up there and try. You have to. I moved the box, you got to get your ass up there. And I was just like,
2: Okay, <laughs> I mean, I'm now if gonna you sit want, on the box. <laughs> yeah, if
1: you want to watch me hang off of these rings for a minute, like I'll do it. But, but okay, it was very, it was very sweet encouragement from him, unnecessary, <laughs> but counts. sweet. Yeah, that's what counts exactly.
0: What do you well, what'd you think of the open tip from dave which someone sent to me because i'm still blocked the uh, oh the new one yeah the rolling ball what'd you guys think
1: i think i have a theory i think it is going to be i think the rolling ball is us all falling off the wall in every direction and i think we're going to get upside down with some sort of handstand push-up progression where it's like from kipping to strict to turn to the new one turn around like inverted wall facing whatever why are you, are you freaking out is that what you think too
2: literally I just had this conversation with somebody and I pitched the same exact idea <laughs> are you are you are you yeah, same <laughs> oh my god I love that uh, I just think I think
1: uh, it's coming. I think if you pay attention to what the the kind of stuff that CrossFit posts and emails and whatever, they've been doing a lot of upside down stuff. And I don't know where I heard where with me might have been on your other show, John.
0: Yes, you heard that from me because I've been telling Ben we're going to get a progression that will include the wall facing handstand push-ups. He no, no, no
1: that but i i it, it wasn't that but i think i heard somewhere and it might have been on your other show that we're guaranteed one brand new movement yeah, in this yeah. open
2: yeah we are Oh, I um know that
1: boz said that somewhere someone caught it somehow
2: see i was thinking the um what was it like a burpee into a handstand have you guys been seeing i think crossfit has programmed it like twice in the past maybe like month
1: like a burpee into a kick up onto the wall
2: no, like a freestanding like oh, handstand and then like almost rolling out of it. I, I would have to like go back and see what it's actually called. But Oof. it was like some wild, wild experience.
1: I just I would not be surprised if the brand new movement was that new uh like wall facing handstand push up somehow. Or mm-hmm. if it was some like like a handstand walk. And like unbroken, and turn around and come back, or like a pirouette, or or free standing yeah. handstand push up, or something like. I would not be surprised if that was the new movement. It was like a a very high skill upside down something. I just bet that because this is still the open and it's still accessible to everyone, that there's some sort of either progression to get there, or you got to unlock time. Kind of so like they're remember, they're quarter- yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. quarterfinals last year? There was the one that was like. Yep, like the dumbbells, dumbbells the overhead, lunges. yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And it progressed from like kipping to strict, strict yeah, yeah. I like that because you don't want to like box anybody out, that's not really the point of the open, but
2: and that's why I'm thinking it us. will start with like wall walks, then go to handstand push ups, and mm-hmm. then go to handstand walks or something like that,
1: yeah. And maybe, who knows, maybe burpees with it, maybe double unders with it, like something to make it extra difficult because your heart's racing. We'll see. That would be my guess. D- what do you think? What What do you think about the, the, uh, I, yeah, I'm the, doing this with my the, hands. Ball, you know what I'm saying? The ball, ball dropping the Dave Castro's yes. clue. <laughs> yeah. like Everybody's I watching this, right?
2: Descending reps. Okay. Is I thought, what I, I thought
0: it could
1: I, be
2: that. I take away from that.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't uh I don't trust his clues anyway. It was like two years ago he posted a donkey with a huge, you know, and it didn't mean squat. I think he just wanted everybody to look at the donkey's unit, you know. So <laughs> but
2: this year it meant something so far. Well or maybe he was baiting us on week one to like try to get the buy-in that oh these matter, but now they really don't. Or or
1: could we retrofit anything into mattering? Yeah, uh, that's true. That's what I wonder. <laughs> He just, he's smart, man. And he just thinks that we can, we're going to play off of whatever he posts and he's right.
2: (laughs) He's totally right. right. That's the thing.
1: (laughs) Well, I do love open season. I'm sorry. You're not going to get to compete, John, but you're, I assume you're still quite involved at your affiliate. Yeah, no,
0: I'll, I'll be up there Friday night lights, judging people and cheering people on. And, you know, our whole, we have all these adaptive athletes doing it. And if you've ever like, wanted to have the time of your life go judge an adaptive athlete doing the open man is a blast fun not not only do they just work their butts off but they're so coachable like yeah i i I talked about this on the other show actually i was um coaching this woman and everything i said to her literally everything i go do this and she'd go okay and she just immediately implement it you know and uh i'm like man i'm not that good a student so my coach tells me to do something i just hold my hand up and am like shut up i'm not no you know <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's uh it's really humbling that's awesome so, so i'll be there good
1: good all right well i i would like to get into like the whole reason why we have you on the show tonight warren which i'm excited so hang out, excited. Well, to hang out yes. obviously to have a a happy list happy hour or whatever we're calling it um yeah. But no, I'm I'm excited to hear your story because you you kind of mentioned you have spent the last year really dedicating yourself to your career and you've had some big moves lately. You left the morning chalk up and now you're with uh, HRP, and so I just want I just want the full story, girl. I just want to know like <laughs> what has been going on, what made you look for a shift, and what is your new
2: role going to entail. I want to hear about the journey. Tell us about yeah. the journey. Oh my gosh, the journey, the journey. It's so funny because I don't know if like you guys ever used to do this. Maybe you still do this, but I've always been the type of person that has like a one year plan, a two year plan, like a five year plan, a 10 year plan. I'm like mm. really big on writing those things out and like vision boards and just goal setting in general. And I would say the past, like maybe three to four years of my life, that like strategy has totally been out the door.
1: Okay. We're just flying by the seat of our pants at this point.
2: (laughs) I have like goals, but even when, I don't know, when I was younger, it was like, by this age, you will be engaged by this age. You will be married. This age, you will have a child by this age. You will travel the world. Like, Okay. Little things like that, <laughs> and like professional goals as well. But those ones were just like the first that came to my mind because, like, uh, I think they might be a little bit more relatable with with some people. But um, yeah. So I left local news. Which Nikki, we need to have like a separate show. Me oh you and God. Sean Woodland talking about like what it was like. <laughs>
1: Girl, I like, my, I can feel my blood pressure rising. Yes, yeah. we absolutely need to have a separate show, and maybe that might that show might be too explicit. That might need to be off the air because, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> guys. <right. laughs> let me just say that working in news is not glamorous. And when did you leave
2: local news? Um, it was May of 2021.
1: Oh, that's so late. Holy moly. You were in it. Okay. So like I left news, like literally what felt like one month before the term fake news became a thing. And I remember oh, no, saying I to myself, of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, thank the Lord I got out because it's hard enough to do that work period. And like, you're just trying when you're a local newsman, like you're just trying to you're just trying to make a difference for your community. Like you're trying to like do the thing, bring the news to the people, tell the stories that matter. And of course you're handcuffed by like the politics of the station and the bullshit that comes with like, you know, being forced to chase stories that you don't want to chase. And then that's hard enough. And then like the entire world decided to turn on journalists. And I was like, Hoo. yeah, so
2: like,
1: rough. So that was rough for you. I imagine
2: not really a great time yeah, no. <laughs> and and then I will even go to the extreme that I was sent to a protest and we had these they would call them like go bags so there would be like a granola bar a bottle of water a <laughs> s- swim goggles in case they let off um the the gas like tear gas deer gas but my news director I kid you not looked at me and the other reporters in the eyes and was like, so these goggles were expensive and they're we want you to keep them in the box unless you feel like there's about to be tear gas. Okay, great. So I feel like there's about to be tear gas and then I'm like fumbling with like, I tried to put them on that didn't end up happening but I'm just like thinking in my head like this is so messed up at so yeah. many levels. but zero so-
1: zero regard for personal safety and well-being. Like mm-hmm. the number of situations zero. I was put in where they were like like this is wildly dangerous for you and I was always alone. Were you an MMJ?
2: I was always alone. Yeah.
1: yeah. So like we shot and edited all of our own videos. So Lauren and I were like literally one woman shows and there's no crew, there's no nothing when they're like, go into this protest alone, young woman carrying 40 pounds of equipment or like, yeah. yeah. Or like they would be like, oh, this like terribly dangerous human just got out of jail. We found his address. Can you go knock on his door and ask him what it's yes. like to finally yes. finally be free oh, after being God. accused of murder? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll just Anyway, I could we could rant on this for a long time. Let's not yeah. talk about that. Let's talk about right. the right. other stuff.
2: That'll- Again, that'll be a whole separate show oh at point. or Mickey, and I at the bar
1: <laughs> for minimum wage. I'm just throwing
2: that out there too for
1: literally yeah. like $8 an hour.
2: Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Work weekends, holidays, never yep. see your family. Yep. Great. Yep. Awesome. Amazing. Anyways, yep. So I left, <laughs> I was like, okay, bye. March. I'm out. Um, before that started happening, I was working, um, as just a contract writer for morning chalk up. I had Like subscribed to their newsletter. I got it every day and I knew I wanted to get out of television. I was like, I don't like stand by this anymore, like the way that it's going, like the content that I'm producing. It just, I don't have a passion for it. I don't love it. X, Y, and Z. So I had sent Morning Chalk up an email, like, hey, I would love a job. Here are my credentials. Like, what can I do? And then they took me on as a contract writer. So then I got out of local TV. In May, I then was only writing part-time for Morning Chalk Up for, I think, almost three months before then I took a full-time job at my local affiliate. So I was coaching there. I was doing the social media. And then I was also doing um, kind of like front desk work without a front desk. So essentially if like somebody wanted like a tour of the facility or somebody came in or like new members wanted information, I would be the person that would like help set them up with that. And essentially like try to get them involved in CrossFit and just getting them into a class. Yeah. Um, I love that. So, so that was really fun and I still work at my affiliate and I absolutely love being a part of that. There's like, there's something about waking up every morning and the first thing that i do is i go to my gym and i coach the 815 class and like i i literally get goosebumps just talking about it because the community that i have with this group of people and just watching them achieve like the smallest thing to the biggest thing and just you know you guys know what it's like to be an affiliate so i i love that i can still do that um at some point, I was like, I was basically told by one of my coworkers that he thought that I should start reinventing the YouTube page at Morning Chalk Up. And at first, I gave all of this pushback, and I was so stubborn about it. I was like, I left TV, I left like being in front of the camera. I don't really want to do that anymore, um, or at least it was too soon. I just was not interested. So he kept pushing it on me, pushing it on me. He's like, come on, like just start interviewing a couple of athletes. I think you would be really good. Like there's like no reason to not do it. Nobody's even looking at that YouTube channel right now because it, a video hadn't been posted in almost a year. So I was like, okay, like whatever I can, I'll do it and we'll see what happens. And it was the first interview I had done since I had worked in television and God, my heart was just so full. Mm. It, like, I can't even explain the feeling, but it just, it felt natural again. And I felt like the stars were kind of aligning again, because I went through this period of man, like being a reporter being a journalist is my identity. That's all I know. Like, that's what I went to school for. That's what I've had internships for. I don't know that I really, like, it sounds weird, but I I even thought like, I don't have any other skills. Like, I don't know like what kind of job I could even have after television because you're trained in such like a specific thing. Um, and it just, it just felt right. And at that point, I basically had no chill and I just made it (laughs) my mission (laughs) to bring back the life of the YouTube channel. And I didn't ask if I could do it. I just, did it and ask for forgiveness later, (laughs) which like, luckily I didn't need to ask for forgiveness. It was more like, Hey, I think you should now pay me for this. Yeah.
1: hey, By the way, I ain't
2: free. (laughs) Right. Like, Hey, I know that you're paying me a little bit to be like a contract writer, but I'm literally doing this YouTube thing full time. And I think I should be compensated for it. Um, which I guess that's kind of a different story, but, um, (laughs) <laughs> so I'm still, I still. TV listen. is always thankless. It doesn't matter where you
1: do it, girl. It doesn't yeah. matter.
2: <laughs> you you work for free, you travel yourself yep. for free. Like any opportunity that I wanted, I kind of had to make for myself, yeah. which I wouldn't regret because. Doing what I did the past year by kind of setting myself to the games, sending myself to like these other competitions without like building those relationships in person, I don't think like athletes or coaches or people in the space would feel as comfortable just knowing me over like a screen or knowing yeah. me over like DMs. So I I basically made it my mission to send myself to as many like in-person events as possible. Um, and just trying to have people who I thought were thought leaders on the bottom line, which I know you used to do the bottom line. Oh so yeah.
1: Yes, I did. I feel like it's a rite of mm-hmm. passage. You got to right. Everyone, anyone in this space has got to have done something for morning chalk up for about five minutes. It's like part of right.
2: it. <laughs> so it just was this trajectory that I had these really big visions and I wanted to just create good conversation in the space. And I think there's like so many different outlets that are doing different things, but I I just felt like there was this whole, like there wasn't really this debate style show where people were talking about these, these huge conversations. Like people were talking about them in a, like, oh, this is the problem. Yeah, that really stinks. And then Mm -hmm. would move on. But Somebody once told me, like, if you have to complain about something, don't bring the art, don't bring the negativity unless you have a solution. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to kind of incorporate that into the show, regardless of like what side people would be on for whatever topics we were doing. Um, after the games, that's when I started working finally full time for Morning Chalk Up, um, but it, it wasn't very long because here we are, not even like six months later, and and the tide has kind of changed. So, um, at some point it just, I knew like when I started with morning chalk up that that was never really the end goal, that it was a good, um, platform for me to, uh, I I don't even want to say use because like the intent was never to like use a platform or use people. So I don't want that to come off the wrong way, but almost like Nobody was just going to come to like Lauren Kalow's YouTube channel. That's right. Yeah. Or like maybe they eventually would, but I knew that like the reach wouldn't be as far as if I now utilized where I already am to kind of get myself out in the space a little bit more and to try to do as much good as I could in the time that I was there. But eventually it just, it came to the point where People in power, their values and decisions and some other things just like weren't in line with, with me as a person and as a professional. And it, it just, it was time to, to move on and to go somewhere where I felt supported and my ideas could, um, grow bigger than, Than just Lauren Khalil because anything you see on YouTube, I created all of that from the editing, the shooting, the um the late nights of making sure that everything is coming together. And now I'm with a team of people that no, you don't you don't need to edit these things. Like you worry Mm -hmm. about coming up with great ideas and great questions and research, and we'll take care of like some of the back end side. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. nice to finally like have that team and have that support and be somewhere where I feel like I can grow.
1: Isn't it weird? Aren't you like, aren't you like, no, no, no. Don't I need to do the thing? Or don't I need to like turn this around for you real fast? Or like, don't I, what do you mean? I have someone will, someone will help me. What do you mean?
2: I was like, Oh my God, I can take a bathroom break and like hydrate myself. And (laughs) And care about my body. Oh, it's, weird. Wild. it's wild. It's oh.
1: wild what coming from TV does to you, um, because it's such a it's such a the wild wild west as far as like how how you're expected to work. And I will say that I would like to get into like what your new role is with HRP and what that's all going to look like. But just to plug them a little bit, like working. They are the group now that um, does most of the CrossFit Games broadcast stuff. And even way back when, when I first started, it was the same people, although their own company had not yet been formed. And when I first uh, started freelancing with CrossFit and doing media with them, I was still in local TV news. They were the first people ever, ever in my entire journalism career to treat me right, to provide me with a team and support and the proper salary and bathroom breaks. Insanity, like truly insane shit where like I would go freelance for like a weekend at, at regionals. And then I would, and I would be treated like, I would have like a team, like someone would literally be like, would you like me to bring you lunch? And I'd be like, what? I get to eat today. Are you kidding me? And then I would go back to local news. What a concept. And then I'd go back to local news and they'd be like, no food for seven days. Like it would be truly (laughs) insane. So um, those people that you're now working with have been doing it right from the start. And I will never, ever, ever be able to like praise them well enough for understanding how this kind of stuff works and for treating people Um, with respect, kindness, and like giving them what they deserve in terms of like fair salaries and rights and breaks and like all that good stuff. So now explain, you explain where you're (laughs) at. You got, you got plucked up by uh, HRP and what is the, what is the new job?
2: Okay. So um, it's a couple of, it's kind of similar to what I was doing before, but basically like to the next level. And like so many, like really cool ideas and opportunities to come. So I work for HRP Hamilton road production. And then I work like in the vein of I'm wearing the shirt right now, talking elite fitness. That's why I'm in a hotel right now, because um, I'm traveling through the open season to different training camps, doing athlete interviews, getting video behind the scenes, um, myself, Tommy and Sean and, um, Annie Sakamoto has appeared a little bit. So is Brian friend on these, uh, preview shows that drop the morning before the open announcement. So like this week, we're looking back at like impressive athletes from, um, 23.1, um, who were some standouts who surprised us good, bad, and different. And then, uh, they're using like all of my content that I'm gathering at training camps to also plug in the, sh- in the show, like, oh, and now we're going to send it over to Lauren in Alpharetta, Georgia, who's on the road with training think tank and then interviews and fun stuff like that. Um, so that's, what's happening immediately now. So I think like a lot of that will continue to happen through the season quarterfinals, semifinals, and then the games I'll, I'll be somewhere for all of these things. It's just I literally have been with them for like two weeks. So a lot is still (laughs) up in the air. But, um, one thing that I'm so excited to do is I'm going to be hosting my own sports show on the talking elite fitness channel. And it's just like, it's this idea that I've had in my head for like, I would say probably around six months or so or so. Um, I'm not going to totally give it away because it, it, we're still like working out some of the like graphic elements and kind of game show vibe, but, um, talking, but again, talking about those really important topics that are in the space and it's gonna, it's gonna have like a debate style. It's going to have round table discussion. Um, I'm going to award people points. I might even take away points from people. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be like a really cool way to like talk about different conversations in a way that's entertaining to the viewer. Bye. So that should be coming probably around the time that individual quarterfinals happens. I'm hoping that's when like the first episode launches.
0: I think you should award points for the rest of the show to me and Nikki, just for random things. Three points to Nikki for that last question. <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: And I'll have one oh like a A little tab in the corner and i hope it like kind of dings as like maybe we'll call them reps instead of points like people will earn reps yeah oh reps to
1: gryffindor that's all i can think of (laughs) yes please sign me up i'm so here for this (laughs) oh my god lauren this is so epic like can you even believe that like this is now your full-time job this is the thing this is like what you're doing for money to like eat and live.
2: Yes. And to like pay my mortgage and to give my dogs the best life possible. Like yeah, <laughs> it's crazy to me because, and maybe you can relate with this too, like working in television and then even like my previous job, you kind of become calloused to thinking that certain things need to be that way. And that's just like how, how it is. Like I've In my whole professional career, I've been a workhorse who, if you ask me, I'm like, I don't need somebody to tell me I'm doing good to know I'm doing a good job. Like Mm -hmm. I'm driven by like me being able to go to bed at the end of the day and knowing that I put like 110% in and I, I could literally cry right now because for the first time ever, I'm getting affirmation that I am doing a good job. And like the first time my boss Charlie, um, Doobie, he's an amazing, like human,
1: literally the best human
2: ever. Yeah. If anybody ever has a chance to like meet him at events, like he is so nice, but after like week one of the open and he just sent me this long, super thoughtful text to just tell me like how happy like him and everybody else were to like, have me on the team and like how great they thought I was doing. And I'm just like, I don't even know how to like receive this compliment right now. Like, what? Like my mom is the only one. That's ever like, <laughs> yeah. Honey, you're doing great. We just watched the six o'clock news. Oh, you were so great. You know, uh-huh. like, like uh-huh. things like that. So it's just, it's, it's interesting to now like be in an environment where I feel so supportive and I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited for like where I'm going to take this and what we're going to do. It's,
1: Well deserved. And I know it's hard to like accept that kind of feedback, especially, you know, given the environment you were working in for so long. But like, it's true, Lauren, like you've, you've earned every single fucking stripe you have, you know, like that you absolutely deserve to be in a, in a place where you've got a team that supports you and where you are, um, you know, getting like b- basic human rights and wages. <laughs> Imagine that. But also doing what you right. love, like how fun, like this is so much yeah. more fun and less stressful than like the house fire down the street.
2: So much better. So much better. Oh my gosh. It's so funny because like I always, like my whole television career, I felt like this is my passion, but it will be better at the next, at the next job that I move to television. Like, Mm -hmm. I love this, but it's, but something's not right at this TV station or whatever. And like after every move, I just never felt this like genuine happiness the way that I do now. And it's so funny because I I mean, it's so corny, but I, I do believe everything happens for a reason. And it's, you never know it in the moment. And there was a lot of like dark times and uncertainty. And I'm like, why did I get a journalism degree? Like that was so stupid. Like now I'm not doing anything with it. I'm just not just working at my affiliate, but it's like, I have this degree that not like I'm doing social media, but that isn't really what I went to school for. And now I'm finally seeing like, Oh, like you worked in TV for eight years so that you know how to ask hard questions in a way that isn't going to piss somebody off, or at least I hope to like, that's always the goal is to be able to sometimes have hard conversations with people, but like, not like ruin a relationship, just be able to have like good productive conversation.
1: I always think you'd be surprised how many people just can't communicate. It's true. Like when, when you do it for a living or you're really good at it, or John, you have this too, like you, you manage people, like your communication and relationship skills need to be on point. And when you do it so often and it feels like second nature, it starts to feel like common sense and it mm. kind of isn't like you would be surprised how many people absolutely just cannot communicate. So I feel this all the time in my big girl job where communications and relationship management is yeah. like the, the crux of my position. And every so often my, my coworkers will be like, oh my God, thank God you're on that call. Like we never would have been able to figure that shit out without you. And I'm like, really? Are you sure? Like, are you sure you couldn't have just like had that call without me and been fine? And they're like, oh my God, no. And you forget that like, it's, uh, it's truly not common sense to everyone. And so flexing your communication skills and also learn your technical skills of like shooting, editing, like working on a deadline, like doing that stuff that we've been so trained to do in TV, like flexing that across mediums and across topics and across types of people like it is it is not a skill that everybody has, even though it might feel like second nature to you. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I never really thought of it that way because it's just like, I mean, being early to things is just always how it is for me. Because I, you can't be late to anchor the five PM news. Like right, right. If you show up at five oh one, you are deeply screwed. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like even those little things, and yeah, just communicating with people, but. I mean, I love it. It, it truly doesn't feel like work. Like, even though I'm on the road a lot and um, I even talk about like how, Oh man, my fitness isn't where I would like it to be. It it's coming at like this other great happiness that I have of like, I do feel like my cup is, is full. Like Mm -hmm. I'm so happy. Genuinely. I am. (laughs) Yay!
0: I'm happy for you, Lauren. And you know, what would make me happier is uh, to talk about shoving things in our mouth hole. So, Nikki, we need oh, to talk about do that.
1: Our, our sponsor, Airwave. That's smart. Uh, yes.
0: Yes. They'll uh, They'll help you with your fitness, Lauren. You need to get an Airwave and shove it in I your mouth know.
1: Hole, Yeah. you so much fitter. You do. Have you tried one yet, Lauren? Have you tried an Airwave?
2: I have not.
1: Okay. We'll have to get you one. Um, It's really cool. I will tell you about it. It's a mouthpiece, right? It sits like right on your bottom teeth and you can mold it and remold it as many times as you need to and it is not at all like what I originally thought which was like those like mouth guards used to put in when you I played know. like field hockey in high <laughs> school That's not like that I'm at all know. no not like that at all it's like very low profile It sits very comfortably in your mouth you can like talk and breathe and whatever with it and it just like it positions your jaw in a way that allows for more and better airflow into your body and And it has all sorts of benefits, like you can bite down on it and that helps release um, cortisol and that helps with your muscle and fatigue recovery. And it helps you like basically not hit a wall during long Metcons. There's just like, there's so many benefits to wearing it. And I would encourage you and everyone listening to go back a while ago, we did an episode with the scientist who actually was brought onto the airwave team to try and disprove it. She was like, there's no way this shit works. Yeah. She was like, there's no way. I, I don't believe it. She's like, I'm going to run all sorts of studies. And then at the end of the day, TLDR, she's basically like, Oh shit, this actually is real. And there is science and data to back it up. So, um, it's also hilarious to say, put it in your mouth hole. So put it in your mouth hole. Give <laughs> it a try. It'll help your fitness. Um, and there is a discount code for our listeners. If you want to give it a try, it's KC10. It's airwave A I R W A A V. All the A's. All, the A's. all the
0: A's. Lauren, did you hear my transition to the mouthful comment and go, why was he not in TV all these years? So, <laughs>
2: all these years. Very good at it.
0: So Crazy. good at that natural transition. Just like that.
2: I love it. I do know somebody that called the Pope the poop. <laughs> I can't.
1: <laughs> no. no. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Things get weird on the teleprompter sometimes. True. <laughs> oh my God. Did you ever have to run your own prompter? Yeah, but yeah, I would. So at one station, I had like the hand. Mm-hmm. And then at the other station, I had the foot. The but pedal. My, you can't trust that. So I literally would put the pedal like on my lap and use my hand with the foot pedal. And there was this like, they changed over to like a new system. And at the top of every show during the teases, only for the 7 p.m., we like launched at 7 p.m. That would only happen at the show. The thing would have a mind of its own and just like no, scroll, no, scroll, 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 no. scroll. And literally at like 659, every night that I would do the seven, I'm just like, okay, it's not gonna happen. Like it's fine. And then it would happen every single time. Every time. There's every time. no,
1: there's no fear quite like the prompter just doing whatever the fuck it wants like live on the air you're, and you're supposed to like move your scripts around and do whatever but when you're running your own prompter and looking at the thing and trying to whatever there's no way you can't do it all there is no fear like prompter gives out in the middle of the yeah
2: you're starting and you're like Well, hopefully they throw up some video and I have enough knowledge (laughs) about this topic to talk about the video I see on the screen. (laughs) Riff! Just riff! You wrote the scripts anyway. Just riff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hate it. Um, Well, uh, let me tell you something that I love. This is really important. And I do want to touch upon this. Like, you doing everything that you've been doing, uh, from revitalizing MCU's YouTube page to now being a part of the Talking Elite Fitness team and figuring out what your role within that universe is going to look like, you are adding another female voice to all things sort of like CrossFit or the sport of CrossFit related. And I think that is huge. It's important and it is like, it's authoritative and it's like, just, it's just big. Like we don't have enough, uh, in my opinion, we don't have enough women who are out there being like, I'm going to run the show. I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to give my own goddamn opinion. Like, I'm not just going to be like, and what do you think? And <laughs> I just think it's great. I think it's great. I think it's huge. I'm, I'm so happy to see it. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I think it's growing everything in the right direction. And the more people and brands and groups bring women like you out into the forefront of everything, the more other people are going to do it too. And it's a rising tide, blah, 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 blah. I feel like I've said rising tide on like our last four shows, John. We're changing the name of the show to kettlebells
0: and rising tides. Kettlebells (laughs) and rising tides.
1: And it's just, it's really important. And do you feel that? Like, do you kind of like understand the weight of what you're doing in that respect?
2: When you, when you say it, I do Um, I think like in the moment, I, I don't much like think of it unless like a topic is talked about, like for instance, me, Sean, um, and Tommy recorded something earlier today. And we were talking about how, um, Haley Adams isn't competing this year Mm -hmm. and the post that she put out and we were just, you know, kind of talking about it and how, you know, we think that she's so brave to put it out there, but also like I brought up the point of, Well, I'm sure a lot of what maybe us as like commentators have said has been triggering because we talked about how for so many years, she's got to get stronger. She's got to get stronger. And like with strength, like your body changes and how just like that kind of concept could possibly like be a trigger for her. And just to kind of both to, to see and be like, oh, like we've never thought about it like that. And maybe that's just because like, from like my own demons and just knowing that, yeah, like women go through, um, like all of these hormonal changes and you like go through, um, puberty, but then like, if you are an athlete, you almost go through like a second puberty. So like mm-hmm. first when you're a little bit younger, but now that like your muscles and your body is really starting to fill out, it's like, you're all of a sudden you've gained like this weight that all you see is on the scale. And I think just topics about women in sports and like, I, I just feel like there's so much room for like conversations that aren't being talked about in the sport that are relative Um, that I hope that at some point I can kind of be a contributor to help drive some of those conversations forward. And I mean, I have really like big goals and big visions of where I want to take this sport and where I see like my role as having a voice. Um, and I just, you know, I kind of have my blinders on right now and I'm like, nobody's going to get in my way. (laughs) Yeah. Because I, I have something to say and I feel like I'm, I'm just like at the beginning of it. Yeah. That's great.
1: I love that. I think that's super important. And I think that you're setting an example, which is huge, right? Like we're the first wave of any of this CrossFit shit. Like all of us are like, we've all been doing it now for a little while, but it's, it's certainly going to stick around for generations to come and, and athletes are only going to get better and topics are only going to get crazier. And, you know, I hope that 50 years down the road when this is a much more uh, mainstream sport, hopefully, and, you know, there's continued coverage and continued media and more podcasts and whatever, that it ends up being like a great 50, 50 split of men and women contributing to the conversation across the board. And well, I, I mean, think it's that, one of the only yeah. sports
2: that like, we do see men and women like treated equally for yeah. instance, like you look at pay purses, the men's pay purse is never bigger than the women's they're, they're equal. And even, um, you look at like athletes getting sponsorship opportunities. I would almost say that maybe like women even get more opportunities because their presence on social media, um, tends to be stronger than mm-hmm. men. On social media. And I mean, that could, that could be wrong. This is just, you know, my own opinion from what I see. No, it's um,
0: accurate. That's
2: right. So I think that when it comes to like commentating and having a voice in the sport, like, why wouldn't it be the same? Yeah. Why shouldn't it be? Yeah.
0: an Interesting sport compared to other sports. Like I was just watching HBO and they have a special on right now about the women's soccer team fighting for equal pay. And I was sitting there thinking about it and comparing it to CrossFit and there's a fundamental difference between, um, you know, when you take like WNBA and NBA or women's soccer, or men's soccer and the attendance that comes with those, cause they don't play at the same time. You have two different crowds watching, right? Yeah. Um, it's different. You have one crowd, one crowd, watching both people going at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: really, that speaks to the, to the community, which I think is really, really cool and different. And, and to your point, I think really, um, is a shining example of what women's sports can be and should be, you yeah. know, it sh- it's, they don't have to be separate. Like, why are you playing them at the different, I realize, like, you know, WNBA and NBA, they're not going to play at the exact same time, but you get my point. It's like, yeah, you know, the, yeah. they're, they're equally exciting if you allow it to be. That's kind of the point. Yeah,
1: it's. I mean, the herd mentality has to change across the board. It's. We're talking about like a a fundamental shift in how people view and understand. I mean, these women's sports weren't even haven't even been around as long. Like they have much less of a legacy behind them. So, you know, there's there's a lot of change that has to happen, but it's not going to happen if people like you, Lauren, don't push for it.
2: So. Oh, and I'm uh, I'm gonna push. I, yes, I was, move geez. over i'm coming through was, that's right i was thinking about it i watched uh
0: something sean was on the other day and he's wearing glasses now and i'm like that bitch stole my look and then <laughs> and, then they, oh, and then they hired you and i'm like well, all right now he went and got himself a nikki so <laughs> oh my god my you're
2: gosh, right that's so funny i'm gonna go hire a
0: seven foot latino just to pay it off you know what i mean hey. That's all we can do. Like, we got to go get our Tommy somehow. I don't know how we're going to make this work, but man. You know
1: what's funny is, like, I I don't feel at all, like, there's, there's room. Not only is there room for us, oh, like, there's room for more. Like, more chicks. Bring it on. Let's do it. Like, I just think that we're all, the more people who are dedicated to telling the stories within the sport, the better. And I'm all about it i love everything about it i think it's feels like one big happy family I truly
0: the more, the more people you bring in the more creative people get
2: hell yeah you know, hundred yeah, like, percent.
0: like as our show has evolved you know kind of away from the sport to some degree because mm-hmm. tommy and sean have traditionally done such a great job covering it like there's not a lot of need for us to to log on quickly and do open announcements anymore. Like we used to, like everybody's doing that. And, you know, Nikki and I prefer to tell the human stories, like having Mm -hmm. you on and, and others, you know, and, and I think the more people that come in, the more creative others will get in how they're covering the sport and and the community for that matter.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. So I I hope everybody comes in. Let's do it. As many as we can have more content, the better.
2: Yeah. I'm excited for it. I feel like we're all kind of at this like time where I do feel really hopeful with the, the sport and the direction that it's going in. And I feel like we will see change in a good way. I feel like it has to, I mean, because people like myself, like you guys, other thought leaders in the space, we're going to hold people accountable and we're yeah. not going to stand for anything less.
0: So, so now that you're not at the morning chalk up anymore, who's going to tell the E. coli story in the lake? Like, you know, or... Uh... I
2: had to bring it up, John. Okay, <laughs> no. I just want to... I want to straighten the record. That it straight.
1: That is straight.
2: That there... I did not say anything about who was to blame for what happened in the I water couldn't, i
0: couldn't help myself and more, i'm sorry I the
2: individual that did was never given the clearance or review to say the words and thoughts that came out of that individual's mouth so Weal. Weal. <laughs>
1: you know what you know what you don't work there anymore
2: so um, It ain't my problem. I don't know
0: anybody there now. When when Presley left, I messaged her. I'm like, who turned the lights out on the way out? Like, (sighs) come on. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't. We both
2: had the same last day. I
0: know. It breaks my heart. Yeah. I'm no longer in cahoots. I don't know who to talk to.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, you were ever in cahoots with the morning talk up? Yeah, because I knew Ryan and Presley. So, well,
2: that's true. (laughs) He had an inside source. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's true that's fair
0: but lauren would message me and she's like hey you uh, i need a guest on on the show do you have an opinion on this i'm like i have an opinion on everything of everything bring that it was on the
2: fact when you gave me that response i was like this is what i needed <laughs>
0: yeah it's true but now i don't know anyone so no one gets blessed with my opinions yeah. anymore you, you know
2: joe i think that's true. Joe i had on with you yes he was sure. also bald with glasses
0: He's a, good, he's a good looking man I uh, you know saying, he's a good looking guy joe is
2: the best yeah joe's great people he yes yeah. he's genuine
0: yeah yeah it'll be it'll be interesting i mean i'm not slamming on morning chalk up this is actually kind of a you know just a curiosity to me it'll be interesting to see how they navigate this and and i you know i've watched them navigate from the very beginning and we all have you know and they've for a while they were like kind of top of the heap and then you've got a lot of other people coming in and the competitive landscape changed within CrossFit media. You know, if that's what we're going to call ourselves, I'm going to put me in parentheses as media. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, then they brought in some, <laughs> some real talent like yourself. And then now <laughs> it's gone. it will be interesting to see it's them tough. navigate that. Can they backfill it? Like, cause it's, you know, you, you know, if you're a hard act to follow Lauren. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be, I
2: don't even think that it's just like me leaving. I think it's collectively the, the people who have left in the last, you know, six months. And I mean, even like Nikki, when you left like good people who are hard workers in the space. And I think that like, I don't think a couple people leaving is necessarily like the, the demise of a company or, you know, the end of an era or whatever. Um, But I do think that like, and I think that what they do between like the community stories, um, the newsy stories, the in-depth pieces that they put out, I do believe like wholeheartedly that it's something that's necessary in the space, because right now you do see some of these other outlets that like are super quick to post things but it's almost just like a headline. Like for me as a journalist, it's not it's not enough. Like I want to go deeper. Like I like the thought behind like getting things out quickly, but then I'm like, well, now I have all of these other questions. Like, is there anybody out there asking these questions, interviewing these people? Um, and I think that people at Morning Chalk Up have got, some of them have done like a good job about like telling some of those stories. Um, but I do think that, uh, in order for it to move forward as a company that, um, there needs to be big shifts, um, in leadership and there needs to be accountability.
0: The, the interesting thing to me is that, you know, they started as a newsletter and I know there's still a newsletter, but it was like a real raw, like, here's your email. Here's what's going on in the CrossFit community when no one else was providing that except for the CrossFit journal. That was mm-hmm. it. You know, and, and the community was starved for anything they could get. And Greg wasn't giving it to them. No offense to Greg. It's just like he wasn't. And, uh, and, you know, so that was their kind of their comeuppance was, you know, hey, here's this kind of empty vacuum. And then as more stuff has come in, you know, the, it's felt like they've tried to evolve with it. And I've always wondered, like, do they need to stick with that? folksy newsletter thing like is that their niche and will it last forever or do they need to find a hardcore evolution and meet their readers or their viewers where they are you know like the community are different now than they were 10 years ago 10 years ago we had nothing they were it you wanted you wanted to hear about some gem out in Timbuktu doing great work you went to morning chalk up now you can get in 10 different places yeah you know, and so I just wonder for them, what will that evolution look like? Or do they even need to, I'm not giving them advice. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, like, what will it look like for them? Cause I'd like to see them be successful. They're an OG. I'm not wishing them that yeah. karma by any stretch of the imagination. Just, I'm just curious how it's going to shake out for them, particularly as they lose top talent like yourself and Presley, you know, so it will be weird. We shall yeah. see. I'm sorry. The, the the business guy in me like starts these musings and I know.
1: Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. I mean, there's a lot of turnover in in media, period, regardless of the silo, regardless of whatever. So it'll it you know, there's a lot of people who I say this every year. It's a lot of people who want my job. Every single year when people <laughs> are like, Are you going back to the games? Are you gonna be at semis? Are you gonna be wherever? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know until they call me and I don't plan on it until my plane ticket is booked because I have seen crazier shit happen over the last two decades working in media. So like Mm -hmm. truly, I know a lot of people want my job and someday they're not going (laughs) to call me because there's someone else who's going to want to step in. So I, I just feel like there's so much turnover in media that like anything can happen from here on out. And I just really hope that the tide rises for everyone. And, you know, and we get, we get more coverage and more people out there and more stories told and, and that helps everyone is where I'm at.
2: Yeah, no. And I, I love that there's like finally other competitors and other outlets out there because to me that tells me that there's a healthy ecosystem for it because there's constant content being created. I mean, I was just talking today to somebody um, uh, that like works in, CrossFit content. And he was like, you know, our views have gone down, but I feel like we're putting out better content. And he was like, kind of making the argument that maybe the industry or the space is like a little bit oversaturated right now, because like Mm -hmm. there's so many places to get it. And I don't think that like he's wrong about it, but I also don't think that that's a bad thing. I think right now, so many people jumped into the space kind of at the same time that, you know, viewership, listenership, subscribers, whatever, are trying to figure out like what they like and where they want to consume their content that it's kind of fun to like, I don't know if I used to have like an athlete on a show, I would love to then like go to like you guys or to another outlet and be like oh, they had this person on too. I'm curious like what their thought process was to interview. And then I'm like, oh, they asked that question. That was a really good question. Like I should start like framing my questions that way. And I just feel like it it's not only good for the community, but it also like makes us level up our game to want to be better.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: I don't think the CrossFit space is too um, saturated though. I mean, I've humbly had, have had the best growth I've had in four years in the last three months, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, so I don't, and there's, trust me when I tell you, there's every Tom, Dick and Harry creating memes and posts and <laughs> podcasts mm-hmm. and, 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 like every-
2: 400,000 hours Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go.
0: Yeah. But it's like, and so I guess my point is, is that, um, you know, I don't think it's oversaturated. I think you just like you have to evolve and find what people want. And I found some evolutionary metrics within what I target and what I'm going after to find that growth and reach more people. And mm-hmm. not everybody agrees with it, I might add, but it's what you yeah. have to do, you know. And this podcast is no different. Like we had the best year we've ever had last year with all these other podcasts out and doing far different content than we've ever done before. You yeah. Know? So.
2: And that's because you've experimented and you've tried and you're like, what do my, what do people want to consume? And Mm -hmm. you've evolved that. And it, it, it's made probably you guys better at your job now.
1: Yeah,
0: for sure. I think that's part of it. I think for me, I think, um, the people that will win, whoever comes into the space or people that are in now you have to be relatable and authentic. Those are the two things you have to be. And if you, if you never forget that, like be yourself, be authentic. Um, and, but you do have to put out content that, others can relate to you can't just you know tilt at windmills um you know i think they'll do well but you also have to dedicate a lot of time to it too it's shit's time consuming
1: dude it is ain't that the truth well lauren knows she hasn't been home in like three weeks i know right
2: <laughs> yes it it is but i wouldn't want to be doing any other thing
0: yeah that's good Same. well i'm excited Same. for you i was i was very excited to see you joining talking Elite fitness. Cause I love those guys. Uh, Sean, true story. When I started this podcast, I flew out to, to California to meet Greg, I had my different co-host is free Nikki. So PN,
1: PN, and, PN time. <laughs> uh,
0: and I flew out to Santa Cruz and I was way more ballsy then. And I just reached out to Sean, just messaged him and, uh, said, Hey, I'd, if you're around, I'd like to meet you. I did not know him at all. Mm. Never really spoken much, you know, just like a few jokes here and there. And he's like, Yeah, I'll take you to dinner. And he drove like an hour to meet oh. me and my co-host for dinner. And then he bought, like, he bought us dinner. And, you know, just typical Sean. Just Such like, a great
2: person. Yeah. Just Dad. like
0: the dude. And and I've never forgotten that. It's like, you know, here I was, like the new guy on the street. I hadn't even released an episode yet, not a single one. And uh, you know, he's out here giving me tips and taking me to dinner and just salt of the earth. So I've never forgotten Sweet. that. So I'm super excited to see you join their team because you know, they've been successful and I know you'll make them more successful. So it's great stuff.
2: They're just great, genuine people. And that's really all I want to do. I just want to like do great work alongside great people. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not asking for too much. You really not. Yeah. You really not. But they, yeah, yeah they, they elevate me as well. Like having a team of people, and I'm sure, like Nikki and John, you guys feel this. But one of you has an idea about a podcast you want to do, and you start talking about it, and all these ideas start filling the air, and it just, it's, it's fun. It's fun to have those conversations with people, and it's nice that, like, I have the team of Sean and Tommy and like other people that are in the room with us, or I'm virtual, they're in a room together. <laughs> um, all right, it's, it's fun
0: right nikki and i are never that well planned lauren we just kind of wing it but truly (laughs) yeah
1: nobody would ever know
0: (laughs) we're actually the best planned we've ever been right now i have like the next month and a half like completely scheduled
1: that's crazy wow it's really
0: really rare for me yeah Yeah,
1: talk about flying by the seat of our pants Yeah. yeah that's fine that's fine. Don't worry life about life. it. That's the most authentic <laughs> and genuine we can be, John. Well, wow, this is true. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out as you go. Oh, truly. <laughs> oh, God. Right, well, well, okay. Keep us posted, yeah. Lauren. Like, what are what are the best places where people can, like, find you, follow you, like, keep yes. up with this journey?
2: Sure. Um, People can follow me on Instagram. I make it really easy to find me. It's just my name. <laughs> at lauren Khalil, and um you you basically know where i am or what i am doing if you follow that account <laughs> sweet perfect yeah you'll see a lot of fitness a lot of dogs that's that's my account <laughs> those are my favorite things those, those are, are my awesome. absolute
1: favorite things <laughs> i'm here, here for with, all of are it
0: we run into you at semis or are you gonna be in orlando
2: so I I'll, I'll probably be in Orlando. Right now we're trying to still figure out our semifinals plan whether I'll do like studio stuff um from Santa Cruz. They actually just made like a broadcast studio in um in their office which is awesome. So I'll either be there or I'll be on site so TBD.
0: Wow. Sean and Tommy going big time. Our broadcast hey. studio be in Nikki's <laughs> kitchen and in my guitar room. <laughs> Great.
2: Yeah. It looks good,
1: though. John's room looks really nice. I've been sitting in my half made up (laughs) office for the last like eight months. Someday I'll finish it. We'll see.
0: We're going to do We're going to do a whole episode on the money pit that Nikki lives in right now. But that's a totally different episode. You
1: guys don't want to know. You (laughs) truly don't want to know.
0: All right. Well, Lauren, thank you for giving us some time. Yeah, thank you guys. Out on the road and I'm sure would like to be resting as opposed to just talking to us so thank you
2: no i'm glad that we had a um alcohol free happy hour together (laughs) (laughs) the
1: saddest happy hour ever
2: next time in person with um dirty shirley's nikki
1: okay sign me up Mm -hmm. okay amazing (laughs)
2: I don't even know They're if that delicious. is sound great. Me either, but I'm not
1: asking questions. I'm just doing yep. it. Yep. All
2: right. Just come. I'll show you the way.
1: Okay. I'll,
0: I'll take it. All right. Well, thanks for joining. And for everyone listening, appreciate you guys uh joining this week and we will catch up with you guys soon.